Today, I have a short message for everyone titled The Promise and Its Manifestation. Say after me, The Promise and Its Manifestation. Shout it again, The Promise and Its Manifestation. Talk to somebody who is looking very good and blessed sitting by and tell the person, Every promise concerns your life shall come to pass. Tell the person, It will manifest. Tell the person, Every dream. Every dream shall manifest. Every prophecy, every promise over your life. Tell the person, I tell you, it will come to pass. Believe in God. Amen. Now, what is a promise? It's a declaration written or verbal. It's a declaration. Written or verbal, made by a person to another. It's a declaration, written or verbal, made by a person to another, which binds the person who makes who makes it. Which binds the person who makes the promise. A promise is a declaration written or verbal. Amen? Made by a person to another. And the promise is what binds the person that made the promise to another person. Amen? What promise have you made? What have you said to God that you would do for him? What have you said to a neighbor that you would do for him or her? What is the promise that has been said over your life? And what has God even said over you? Amen? So it means that if I tell, let me use Thompson as an example. If I tell Thompson that, Thompson, next week, Sunday, I am giving you a brand new, uh, what's the latest brand phone in town? A brand new S7, 8, 8, 10, 8 something. You see, it is a promise made to Thompson. And Thompson has nothing to do with the promise. For it to manifest. The promiser, the one that promised Thompson of that S8, is the one that must fulfill the, the, the side of his promise to what? To Thompson. So I am bound by my own word. Hallelujah. Tell another person sitting by you, it is not your work. It tell the person, it is not your duty to work your blessings out. The manifestation of the promise of God over your life is not your work. It is the work of God. And believe me, he will surely do it. So, I am bound by my own word to Thompson, and until I fulfill that word, I may not be free, because it is a promise made to what to Thompson. Amen. Now, whenever a promise is given or made to an individual, what happens? Three things happens when a a, a promise is given. Number one, hopes are raised. When, a, when you promise somebody, you raise the hope of the person. Brother Thompson, I will give you a mobile phone. I have raised the hopes of Brother Thompson. He 
Because Topsy was sitting in somewhere. Minding his 3310. <laughs> Minding some yam. And he was comfortable. Doesn't know Twitter. Doesn't know Facebook. All he knows is cring, cring, cring. Hello, I'm here. That's all. Thompson minding his own business. And I came down, Thompson, next week by this time, I will change your mobile phone for you. I was a sharp. <laughs> I have raised the hopes of Thompson up. So from Sunday today to the next Sunday, Thompson is praying that Monday should come, Tuesday should come and go, Wednesday. Should... When it gets to Tuesday, the week becomes so long for Thompson. Why? Because he is hoping for a promise which has been said. I came to tell somebody this morning, whatever you are hoping God for, you are hoping, trusting to see God do for you, he will manifest his glory in your life. I said he will manifest his glory in your life. Number two, excitement is created. At least I am going to throw away my old phone and I'm going to walk up and down with new phone. Of you have I've gotten some when we're children, when somebody brings you new shoe, even when you have no bath, you want to wear it. Amen. Recently, my wife bought some table for Kobe, a table and chair to study. When he even goes to sleep, he wants to sleep with the table. <laughs> Excitement is created. Mama Tom's in So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, he can decide not to eat out of excitement. Have you been there before? You, you something like something is coming up. You know that a promise has been given, and that uh, and it's tied to a particular date ahead of you, and you are so excited you can't wait to you can't wait for that very moment, that day, or that date to come for you to to receive the gift. Especially somebody calls you, um, oh, I'm fine. Oh, Okay, okay. As well, somebody calls you from abroad, landing anywhere. Okay, okay, okay. Did they were? Did they baby, pa me person me send you. It be the moment you hear me person me send you. and the line goes up. Hey. <laughs> oh, have you been? Have you been there before? Oh, I'm the only person. <laughs> and and. And now you want to stop shopping at Makola and go to somewhere there, there's no noise. You are in a hurry to come home. You are praying that the person will call again. The person will ring your line again. Excitement is created when a promise is given. Amen. And the third one, great expectation. Great expectation. Great expectation. Amen. When that very day comes and it doesn't come to pass, you are disappointed. Because why? Pastor Dan, I was actually waiting for the gift. I was expecting that promise to be manifested in our lives. Let's go into the Bible and look at something. In scripture, the promise of God is the declaration or assurance which God has given to his word. Which God has given in his word of bestowing blessing on his people. And I told you from the definition of the promise that it is either written or what verbal. 
the word of the Lord is no more in the verbal context, but it is now in the written form. So the word of the Lord unto us. Come on, shout the word of the Lord. The word of God unto us is the promise of God assuring us of every word spoken about our life. Prophecy is in this word. Hope is in this word. Excitement is in this, is in this word. And this word has great manifestations and blessings to your life. Come on, shout the word. Shout the Lord again, the word. So God's promise unto us has been put into a writing form for you and I to read, to study. Joshua 1 verse 8, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and what and night. Come on, tell somebody it is in a book. Tell the person the promise of God for your life is written in the Bible. Put your hands together for the Lord. Celebrate it. Amen. Let's look at a character in the Bible that I admire so much. I have studied Abraham back to back by the grace of God. And the way to me, God played with Abraham's emotions. And God, can you imagine you are serving a master and the master comes that, oh, next month I will increase your salary. And Great, you, 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 you are anxious, you are in a, you are in a, a happy mood. All the three steps that are there, you are hoping for him to do something for you. You are excited and you are expecting him to do something about, and the month comes and he comes back and say, um, what I said, you wait another month. And comes back again, you wait another month. You will stop, you will quit following that person. Because the promises and the, and the, and the failure, unfulfillment of the promises are becoming rampant, are becoming too hard for you to even handle. So you come to a point that you get tired and frustrated. In Genesis 12, the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, leave your father's house. Go to a land that I'm showing you. That land flows with milk and honey. Come on, say milk and honey. And Abraham was expecting that, okay, if God said I should leave my idol, idol worship home and go to a land that flows with milk and honey, then it must be something good. Let me just gather myself, get Sarai along, get Lot along, get some people along and let's make this journey because it is, he's not talking about going. He said the land is already flowing with what? Milk and honey. No work. God will tell you the end. But the process Maybe something different. Because if God should tell you the process, you may not want to embark on the journey. You may not want to try. So most of us, God has given us a promise. You will get married. You will build a house. You, you, you will establish that business. You will travel. We all carry an, an amount of promise. Some kind of promise on our lives and our heads. That we are now thinking about, will it come to pass? Or what is God doing at all around me? I came to tell somebody this morning. Whatever the Lord has said concerning your life. It shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand and shout, I believe. Lift up your right hand and shout it louder, I believe. Shout it again, I believe. Shout it again, I believe. The story of Abraham is like traveling from here to Kumasi. You meet a lot of signboards. Some will excite you, some will annoy you. But when you see a signboard at Nkoko and there's a malam on the sand, no matter how, no matter how annoying you become, you can't get down from your car and go and break the billboard down and continue your journey. 
It means that in the path to success or to fulfillment of our promise, we will meet a lot of things on the way. We will meet disappointment on the way. We will meet setbacks on the way. Some will excite us. Some will bring... Some. Have you seen a billboard by the roadside? You just start... As you, are looking, as you look at it, you, you begin to smile. Because the inscription, what is written is so excellent. Sometimes you see a baby, this baby Johnson's baby, and the baby is smiling, and you are angry. You see the baby on the billboard, and you also end up doing what? Smiling. Some will make you happy on the way. Some will make you sad on the way. But the real story is the promised land. Put your hands together for God. So, the first test that came to brother Abraham, ever say brother Abraham, was in Genesis 12 verse 10. There was famine in the land and Abraham decided to go to Egypt where Pharaoh was the king of the Egyptians. And Bible said that and when they were about to enter Egypt, Abraham told Sarah, Sarah, my wife, you are very, very beautiful. You are very, 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 very beautiful. Where we are going, they don't spare beautiful women. And if they realize that you are my wife, I don't know what lies ahead of me. My life will be taken. So when you have been asked, tell them I am your brother. The first temptation that will come our way or the first challenge that will come our way on the path to fulfillment of the promise of God are not from, from people outside our box. They are from within. Everybody say within. I call it relationship challenge. Relationship challenge. Relationship challenge. They are from within. And Bible said that, and when Pharaoh, Pharaoh saw Sarah, uh, the, the Pharaoh's, um, Pharaoh's the, the queen, the queen, the queen of Egypt went to Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, I have seen a beautiful lady with a young man. I perceive the young man is the brother of that beautiful lady. So Pharaoh invited Sarah along to his chambers. And Abraham said to Sarah, Sarah, me ame kachro ogit But God in his own way showed Pharaoh in a dream. God in his own way revealed the relationship between Abraham and Sarah unto him. And came to Abraham and said, why didn't you even tell me that she was your wife but not your sister? If I had laid with her, a curse would come unto me. Amen. It was a difficult time for brother Abraham to handle it. But because he kept on hoping in God and trusting in God, God was able to deliver him. Hallelujah. The second thing that came against, confronted Abraham was betrayal and separation. Betrayal and separation. Church, look at me. No matter how good you are, somebody will drop you one day. No matter how angelic you look, no matter how brilliant you are, a company will drop you, a friend will betray you, somebody will separate him or herself from you. You can never be an angel to everybody in life. Tell somebody you can't be an angel to everybody in life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lot who fed from Abraham. Abraham actually picked him along. It is a kind of promotion. God has called me to a land that flows with milk and honey. You have no business there. But I want you to come with me to be partakers 
And most times the people that we even help in life are those who end up hurting us. Lord, come. You have no business there. God didn't speak to you. God spoke to me. Come along and be partaker of the milk and honey. And Bible said it got to a time that God in Genesis 13, 6 to 7, there was strife between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abraham. Don't tie yourself to one particular place and say, as for me, I am unmovable. One day something will move you. Amen. So on your path to fulfillment of the promise of the Lord in your life, betray, expect betrayals. And if you have not been betrayed before, you are not alive. There's no blood in you. There's no life in you. At times you come, the person you share intimate issues with must say, I don't know you. Until you begin to experience some of these challenges, you are not matured enough. Am I preaching at all? There was separate, it was difficult for Abraham to separate from Lot. But Abraham said unto Lot, why should I battle with you? I heard the voice of God. I know where I'm going. You ju- I just brought you along. The land is so big. Choose one. And Bible said, Lot looked at the environment and chose the beautiful part. And I can okay, take it. That's what it- the blessing is not in the location. The blessing is in man. My hand clap will save you. So when you come to a point and even somebody you think that he is or your breadwinner leaves you, that person is not your breadwinner. That person is not your life. The life of God is in you. Tell somebody the life of God is in me. And most of us, we have now, we can't do, I met a lady I was counseling. He said, Pastor, since the day that young man left me, I've not been able to do anything again. I said, keep on doing nothing. Abraham moved on. And Bible said, the Lord said to Abraham, lift up your head and look as far as you can see. I have given you. Move on. Tell somebody, move on. Because somebody promised, so is it because I promised Thompson mobile phone and I, I couldn't fulfill my promise. So he shouldn't leave again. He shouldn't. He, and most of us, we have stopped even coming to church because somebody failed us. For what can separate us from the love of God? Is it mobile phone? Is it tablet? Is it Mary Kay? Togo Wivon? <laughs> there are some people, some people without some things, they can't be part, they can't come to church. I don't have shoes. I don't have that. I don't. Yeah. May the Lord deliver us in Jesus. Am I preaching at all? Separation. The headsmen of Lot and the headsmen of Abraham fought and there was separation. Where God is carrying you to, not everybody can come with you. Look at me. We all started from, is it Kretsch or somewhere nursery? But are we still in Kretsch? It means that life is, is a progressive Move, everybody must be part of it. You can't just be at one place all your entire life. Amen? What lies ahead of you is far better than what you've lost. Tell somebody what I just said. What is ahead of you is far better 
than what you've lost. If you can only hope in God, he will come to you and deliver you. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And when it goes out of, it slips out of our hands. The person shouldn't become an enemy. Because there was a time Lot needed help in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham had to intercede on the earth. There are people who do things blindly. There are people who do things without thinking. Amen? There are people who do things anyhow. I told a young man who was serving another pastor somewhere. I met him when talking and he spoke bitterly about this man of God, who is my friend. Spoke bitterly. I sat him there. I said, Master, sit down. Every chair and its challenge. The chair Asante is sitting on it may not carry any challenge. But what I sit on it comes, <laughs> attract a lot of things. So to you, where he's sitting, you don't even see the that he does. You don't see because nothing is pinching you. Sat this young man that said, what that pastor is going through, you have no idea. You just have to open your eyes wide before you can see. Amen? Church, look at me. Lot followed Abraham without knowing the real message Abraham had from God. If Lot understood the vision of Abraham and the voice that he heard, he wouldn't have separated himself from Abraham. See, understanding is very key. Yesterday evening on a group page somewhere, one of my classmates, and they were arguing on the $5,000 seed offering and A plus and all that. And I told you people, you don't read and you, when you read, you don't understand. Every church and its culture. I can't say because you go to Catholic, using incense is no good. There are mediums through which monies are raised in every denomination. Some is harvest. Some they will bring plantain on the table. Plenty. Plantain, cassava. Have you been to those churches before? Plantain, cassava, red oil, white oil, garlic. They will bring a lot of things. Goat tie somewhere. And they will bring a doma crane, 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 crane. I, I can't say all is in the name of raising money, isn't it? But I can't, I can't, I can't judge you based on what you do. That is the church culture and your practices. We believe that when we call people forward to stretch their faith in giving, if they don't have results, will they go and stand there again? So understanding is far better than rushing to criticize and to talk about people. Understand why God is blessing Abraham. Lord, understand why God is favoring Abraham. Lord, and most of us who are working for other people, understand your boss, understand people ahead of you, understand people around you. Make sure you understand before you critique. 
Tell somebody understanding is far better. The guy didn't understand this the prophecy and the promise of God on Abraham. And said, okay, let me just go my left. You to go your right. And he ended up dying. In chaos. Most of us, we are where we are now because we didn't take time to follow some people closely. We thought they were worrying us. We thought they, they, they were thorns in our flesh. We didn't take that. There was this time I have to beg a young man to stay around. We didn't take time to, you have to tell somebody, learn to stay. I know that you have your own will. Today you can take your CV and go to that place. Today you can take that and go here. Today you can just move up and down. Well, I take off myself. Nobody brush my teeth for me. I uh, brush my teeth. Nobody. No, no, no. But please, life is not about who, who goes ahead of you. It's who ends well. It's not about who goes ahead of you. It's who ends well. And there are most of us here, we are in a hurry to use what we have to use in five years time now. Should I repeat that one again? What must come to us five years ahead? We are in a hurry to use it now. So when you get to five years ahead, what are you going to use? Amen? Celebrate people's success. Celebrate what people have. But if you don't have, bless God and move on. Yours is ahead of you. A hand clap will save somebody here. Amen. The third one is delayed or unfulfilled promise. Delayed or unfulfilled promise. Delayed or unfulfilled promise. Genesis 15. The Lord kept on promising Abraham, promising Abraham. Anytime this guy gives up and wants to go back, I want to go my way. God, let me just go back to my father's house and think of myself. First of all, you told me you make me great. I'll be a father of many nations. You give me a seed of my own. My wife is still barren. Things are not working. What kind of promise is this? Even you, God, I haven't seen you before. I only heard of you. What, what at all am I doing here? And listen to what he said. After these things, the word of the Lord came, Genesis 51. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and exceedingly great word reward. Come on, say great reward. Number two, but Abraham said, Lord, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the hair of my house is a laser of Damascus. Then Abraham said, then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my head. And behold, the word of the Lord came saying, this one shall not be your head, but one who will come from your own body. Come on, tell somebody, a blessing is coming from your own body. Oh, tell the person, I see something coming out of your own body. In other words, it is not always going to be thank you, thank you. One of these days, you are going to receive a blessing that came out of your own hand. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. 
it is not going to be people working employment for you. You are coming to a place where you will be able to choose which kind of job you should do or not. Ah, you are coming to a point that you have a place on your own to dwell. And the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, this time you are not going to send anybody's child again. You are not going to use people's children again. What is coming shall come out of your own body. You are not going to ask people for help again. You are going to be all sufficient. I release that anointing over your head. The one that shouted the loudest, Amen, you are receiving it. The one that shouted the loudest, Amen, you are receiving it. The one that screamed the loudest, Amen, you are receiving it. Hallelujah. God, I am tired of patching people. I am tired of begging to wear, begging to eat. God, I am, every time we go to town as siblings, they pay for it. I can't pay for myself. Every one of us have come to a point that is linked to the story of Abraham. Where we are tired, frustrated, we don't have a penny in our pocket, and we don't even know what lies ahead of us. I came to tell somebody this morning, you may not even have anything in your bank account. You are not even employed. You are not sure what you even eat from now to December. The word of the Lord is coming unto you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The promise of the Lord for his children are yea and amen. God, is this marriage going to come on? I have been looking at people passing and going up and down. I hear the word of the Lord. It is coming not from far, but from your own body. Come on, shout. It is coming. Shout it louder. It is coming. Shout it again. It is coming. Shout it for the last time. It is coming. If you serve God and you don't get frustrated, then you are not serving God right. Don't forget some of the key statements I make. If you serve God and you don't get frustrated in your work with God, then you are not serving God right. At times you come, you should doubt God. In your work with him, you should come to a point where you feel tiredness. You will feel pain. You will feel disappointed. Is this God alive? Is this God really part of me? Is this God around? David got to a certain point in life where he had to flee from Saul. He hid himself in the cave of Abdullam. David would have to just flee. But the promise of the Lord upon David when he was anointed was to become a king. But why are you running? The promise of God for your life is to become a CEO, but you don't have any good certificate. Every exam you write, you fail. Every exam you write, you fail. Tell somebody it is all to the glory of God. Ah, you all things work together for good, including the failure, the disappointment, and the, ah, I feel it right up. I said all things work together for good, including the disappointment, the failure, and the setback. Come on, say, it is all for my good. Shout it again, it is all for my good. Shout it for the last time, it is all for my good. And listen to me, some people must disappoint you for you to wake up. Some people must disappoint you for you to wake up. Hallelujah. Until you are disappointed, some, some things will not leave your eyes. Some things must leave. Not knowing they won't be there always for me. Then you wake up from your sleep. Somebody is waking up from his sleep. Delayed promises. And the Lord came and said, hope in me. Continue. The next one is fixing it yourself. The next one. Never try to fix the blessing of the Lord for yourself. You can't help God. Tell somebody you can't help God. 
Tell another person you can't help God. Genesis 16, 1 to 4. Genesis 16, 1 to 4. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maid servant, whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Ah, then Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband. Abraham didn't waste time at all. Abraham didn't waste time at all. Don't accuse him yet. His story was different. Hallelujah. See, when people go through certain things, we be slow to judge them because it was a pressure that they couldn't man, they couldn't hold. Uh, we pray that God will give us grace in the name of Jesus. Abraham, to be his wife, after Abraham dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. Number four, so he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarah said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. Anything you go for without the knowledge of God or outside the promise of God will be an ensnarement to you later. Desperation. Desperate for child and takes a certain decision and said, I want children, but let my children come out of my household. And later on, it became a thorn in her own flesh. Tell someone, don't go for it when it's not God's. Tell someone, don't go for it when it's not in the promise of God for your life. Hit the person by the shoulder, don't go for it when it is not in line with what you hear from God. Sometimes we sense that our, what, what is coming is not in line with our destiny. But because we, it's like, it's because we want to satisfy our, our fleshly desire. We want to satisfy something. Else, so we just jump into it. I mean, funny side. It's not about your destiny and the promise that what you have heard in your ears, in your spirit, in your heart is what you must perceive. It's what you must run after. After It's what you must make sure that you receive in order for the glory of the Lord to be revealed in your life. Amen. Some of us, we have gone for, Things that today we want to offload, we can't offload. You want to offload? We can't offload. There's a boyfriend around you now, you want to offload that boy, but you can't. <laughs> the investment is too huge. We, we have gone for some business now. We want to offload. We can't offload. Don't be in a hurry. Is it pastor? Dan, there's something about that. There's a pastor in town right now who wants us to travel. He said, Dan, I want to travel with you. But for, for even, where is Ebenezer? I sent him to Dr. Christie. When is Ebenezer? When did I send you? Endra. Yes, there was a mama Christie. You see? There are a lot of, there are, <laughs> there are a lot of those, but you ask yourself, is this something that when I enter, I can come out by myself? You see, you have to, 
I may look young, but it, it works. <laughs> there are a lot of strong opportunities that everybody wants to run into it. Sometimes they are pulpit, you are called, come and preach. I just said, no. July, my dear, said my boss wanted me to come to his church to preach. I just gave him a simple excuse and I walked out. You don't understand you when you grow up. <laughs> what killed... <laughs> what killed Nabot? What killed Nabot was his own vineyard. What killed Nabot was his own vineyard. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, may the Lord impart you right now. Never fix it yourself. I'm not saying don't work hard. I'm not saying don't be ambitious. Don't go, don't, don't pray. Because since the doors have done the baptism of now the kingdom and the violence shall do what? Take it by force. But some of, some of the things, what I'm preaching about, it is only those who are going through that understands it. It is only those who are going through the acquired Satan because they are so keen. Pastor, oh boho, this is my story. Oh. Amen. The next one, position yourself. Am I blessing you this morning? Position yourself. Tell somebody, position yourself. When you are always at the presence of God, at the feet of God, you are the first person that comes to mind when God wants to send someone, when God wants to entrust something into the hands of another person. It's not somebody from far. So, you see, you just have to position yourself in the house of the Lord. Position yourself where the blessings of the Lord are. Most of us, we are running around where our help is not. We are moving at places where we don't have any help. We are asking help from those who can't even help us. Amen. But today I declare over your life that may God in heaven position where your blessings are. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said may God in heaven position you where your blessings are. Quickly, I have 10 minutes ago, seven things Abraham did that triggered his, his, his promise to come to pass. Because Abraham had worked with God a number of years. Abraham was 75 years when the Lord promised him a child. Abraham was 75 years when the Lord promised him a child. And it never manifested. But it came to a point in Abraham's life. And he did seven things. We triggered the promise to manifest. And today, these seven keys are working for you. Ah, in the name of Jesus. If your neighbor's amen is louder than yours, you are in trouble. Amen. Genesis 18 verse 1. Then the Lord appeared to him. By the turbine tree of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. In the heat of what? Of the day. Be at the right place at the right time. 
Be at the right place at the right time. I pray that from today. May the Lord order your footsteps in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord said the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. On Monday you will be at the right place. Uh, On Tuesday you will be at the right place. At the right time. On Wednesday you will be at the right place. At the right time. Thursday you will be at the right place. At the right time. Friday you will be at the right place. At the right time. Come on, shout the right place. The right time. Shout it again. The right place. The right time. Shout it again. The right place. The right time. Say from today, I will be at the right place. At the right time. Could it be that Ernest, these angels came by as Abraham walked with God, but he wasn't at the right place at the right time. Until Genesis 18 verse 1, Bible says, and Abraham sat at a certain position and he saw the angels come. Saw the, why was Abraham not in his bedroom? Why was Abraham not watching Kunkumbajia? What is the latest one? Why was, the time you have to be at the right place, you are watching, is it Vera, what, oh, clap for Vera, clap. <laughs> The time to be reading, you are watching Vera. The time to be praying, you are watching Cantata. The time to, you are not at the right place, at the right time. I declare from today, you will not waste your time anymore. Oh, I said you will not waste your time anymore. You will not waste your time anymore. In the name of Jesus. Number two, number two, seven things that trigger the promise to come. Number two, attitude, 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 attitude. Attitude. Genesis 18 verse 2. So he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold them and and behold three men. Three men were standing by him and when he saw them he ran. Come on say he ran. Come on say he ran. Most of us saw our destiny helpers but our attitude towards them. Your job. Your attitude towards your job. Your attitude towards people. How do you manage your job? How do you treat your job? You see, when I'm, when I talk about job, especially in the house of God, you are an usher, you are an intercessor, you are a chorister. These are platforms that opens doors for people. You heard Nathaniel Bass's uh, testimony. It was through serving in the house of the Lord. I read it out. People say you are wasting your time with church. This trumpet thing will not help. I commended to it. People were saying nonsense. Some things to him. But whilst he's stuck at the feet of the Lord. Today look at him. You see you have to take. Tell somebody take your job serious. Your attitude towards work must grow. Must increase. You need to add something to it. Your attitude towards people. Every day you are frowned. Every day you are frowned. Every even black and white TV. When we put it on. It's clear. As for your face. Every day you are frowned. Every. Your cheeky answers. Umbushi. Umbushi. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. I'm I'm preaching. Your attitude when an assignment is given to you. And yet, bra open Some of us, when we are being assigned to do something, we put it somewhere. Oh, let me give myself two minutes. Let me give myself. One day, Pastor Morris called me from head office. He needed something around Hacho. And I was in the office. The general, um, the, the 
the general secretary of ICG, ICGC. And I was in the office. I left the office and they came to check something on the door. By the time I went, I have two missed calls. Quickly, I, I was shaking on phone. You see, this thing, eh, we, don't, we don't just say it on a facial. It is, an, it is part of our life. I was just shaking on phone. Rev, Rev, because I done because well, I need something at her too. But because I did not get you, I've sent another person. That day, he messed up my whole day. Not he, I messed up my whole day. Amen. I remember there was this time, is it Bishop James, somebody called me, and quickly, all that I was doing, I stopped. I stopped. He said, I want to see you now. A and C, what the, uh, Mercedes is complex. He said, I am waiting for you in the sun. Whatever I was doing, I stopped. I drove on the way like I was, my wife was pregnant for an emergency. When I went, I said, Papa, uh, you call for me. You call for me. He said, why are you sweating? I said, I'm in a, I was in a hurry to come and see you. The man breathed. You see, pe- people will test you. Yeah. And you need to be smart on some of these things. When your boss gives you an answer, I will type it later. I will work on it later. Uh, next week. Just do it. When the person has no even, do it and put it somewhere. Do it and then do it. Then you will say, free on after two. Oh, now me nimse wu hi anti manye. Hey. The man saw me, and after we have talked, blah, blah, we've, we've done everything. He said, eh, so are you going? I said, Papa, I'm going. Is everything okay? Do you want me to do something else for you? I stayed. I was there after some, we sat down, and when he started praying for me, there were people parking and going up and down. I said, I knelt down. Everybody was looking at us. The, the moment I knelt down, the man increased his prayer. I knelt down in the midst of the people. Some were misbehaving around. I was there on my knees. Because what I'm looking for is not the ball you are playing. I'm not a footballer. What I'm looking for is when, when you know why you are called in life, you don't waste your time with Vera. Aquarista, instead of listening to songs and come and minister, you are coming to, you are watching Vera. Are we acting Vera in church? What are we doing Vera in church? I'm preaching, oh. Learn on your job. Master your job. Pastor, at least I'm trying. Learning on the job. Taking mastery on the job. One of these days, you will be needed. And a man came to David and said, there is a king by name Saul. Who needs somebody to play the harp for him? Because anytime the spirit of the Lord comes against him, he's being tormented and he can't hold himself. And David came to mind, not knowing God was using that same channel to bring David to be the next king of Israel. I declare over your life, the stones that you don't respect the things them the same things that you don't value i declare may you begin to value them from today because it is those things that are going to bring you your bread in life your daily bread and going to bring you a blessing come and receive it in the name of jesus come up and live with the lord bible said come to me let us do what reason together your attitude or assignment do it don't be lazy at all the next one humility humility you are not humble at all. You are not humble at all. You are not humble at all. Ah. 
And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. And he bowed himself to the ground. And Abraham bowed himself to the ground. Which stands for humility. Tell somebody to be humble. Tell the person, I can see you are not humble at all. Ubad <laughs> And, and Abraham bowed himself to the angels, not knowing where they were going. Come in. Not knowing where they were going. Not knowing that the angels carried what he has been waiting for all these years. The one coming may not be in suit like Pastor Dan this morning. The one coming may not be in tie. The one coming may not be in a polish shoe. But humility. Abraham didn't know. That not knowing these three angels that are coming. Humility. Will trigger a blessing. Tell someone to be humble. The next one is service. Genesis 18, 3 and 4. And Abraham hurriedly asked them, what should I fetch for you? Bible said number one, he brought them water to drink. Number two, he brought them water to wash their feet. He served them, gave them a place to sit and said, you people sit here. Service, 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 serve. You are not ready to serve. If you are not ready to serve, you will not be served. If you are not ready to be served, you will not be what? Served. Brought them water to drink, wash their feet, which is acceptance, brought them things and then said to them, what will you eat? Prepared cake, three measures. Three measures is like Olonka. And the angels can eat. Caterers will tell you that Olonka and flour can feed a number of people. Even all of us. Three. Each person. Three Olonka. Three Olonka of flour. Above for the D. Above for the D. Enter that prayer warrior. Somebody did that. Hallelujah. Kill the calf, prepare things for them. And the next one, after he gave, after service, he gave to them. He gave them food. He gave them things. Man, learn to give. What are you giving? Your talent. Some of you, somebody wants somebody to employ. It is what you, your talent that is going to determine. Give first. We don't want to give. We all want to receive. I'm not talking, you talking about man. Give your talent, your gift, your help, assistant, help people. Give some, give smile out. Give, um, be hospitable. Be, give something out. You, as for you, you won't give anything out and you expect people to also bless you. And my birthday, nobody remember. Whose birthday did you remember yourself? And my wedding, nobody came. Whose wedding have you ever attended? And my name, nobody came. Who, who have you? No, 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 no. Do it for people. 
I heard a song yesterday on the radio. Mume yanko jane ye. I said, Atuna mume yanko jano. Neto mino bai. Some funny song like that. Amen. And the next one, I borrowed this from BKC stem. Make it work. Everyone say, make it work. Tell another person, make it work. There are people who walk around the thing, ah, but they will never, ever end up doing it. Procrastination. Abraham went to the kitchen and said, Sarah, we are making what I told the angels work right now. Get some flour. Get some things. Get somebody to kill a calf. Get things on the table. Let them eat. Making sure that the promise given is working on it. Don't come and tell us you come and clean here and not come. Come and tell us you come and sing and not come. Several promises which are not fulfilled. Tell somebody repent. Don't give us, don't come, don't join a department and not be and not be committed to the department. Don't join the church and not be committed to church. Abraham said, I am not giving you vain promise, but I'm making it work. How? I'm going to the kitchen myself. And I'll be back in a minute. When he came back, he had the blessing. He had what he promised the angels in his hand. Angels, three, three, three each, eat it. And listen to what happened. After all these seven things Abraham did, the seventh one, the Genesis 18 verse 9. I end with Genesis 18 verse 9. Mm, can you feel the anointing of the Lord here? Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? Where is Sarah, your wife? How? After they had eaten, Abraham had received them, positioned, right place at the right time, good attitude, humility, service, giving to them, and making it work, the promise being fulfilled. Now they asked Abraham, you can't do all, you can't show all these qualities for us to leave you alone. Where is Sarah, your wife? Says so she's in the kitchen. He said, according to the time of life, a year by this time, you'll be employed. And Sarah heard it and laughed. And said, ah, she's in the kitchen. She just laughed because she doubted the word of the Lord. You need employment? What are you doing? A promise is hanging on your head. What are you doing? And listen, it will not come from heaven and lay on your head. These are the steps we all have to do. Pastor Dan, I have mine to do. For the church to grow. I have mine to do. For your life to be better, you also have yours to do. For the promise of the Lord to come to pass in your life, you also have yours to do. Today, I challenge you. I challenge you today. If you will not give up on God, on his promises for your life. I'm not talking about the family you are coming from. Because Abraham was from an idol worship background. But God picked him. Some of you have graduated, you have masters, you have PhD, you have HND, you have your qualifications are too wild. You have no excuse. I I came this morning to challenge you never to give up on God. Hold on to the promises of God. They are yea and amen. It will come to pass in your life. Don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right. Just follow the seven steps of Abraham. Be at the right place, at the right time. Carry great attitude. Pastor, I have treated people well. They pay me back with evil. Ask Brother Abraham the number of thank God that to disappoint him. Several, several times. Keep on doing. One of these days, a blessing is coming that will erase all the past. You will not remember it anymore. 
Be humble. Be humble. No matter how huge the Lord blesses you. No matter how intelligent you are. Just be humble. Just come down. Be humble. Tell somebody be humble. And be, and, and, and learn to serve. Serve. Be, be an embodiment of service. Yes, it is not a donkey. There is nobody who works in the house of the Lord who, who God does not reward. Anything done in the house of God is not a donkey job. It is never a donkey job. And make sure that you give out. Give laughter out. Give smiles out. Give good things out. Good attitude. Make sure you drop something out. And then make sure that you make it work. Tell yourself, I will make it work. I will end well. It shall be well with me. I will see it with my eyes. The company will start. My life will be blessed. And one of these days, I hear a clapping for you. A congratulatory message for you. An appreciation message for you. Something good is coming. And what they are clapping for you is the reward of your faithfulness. It's the reward of your good attitude. It's the reward of your heart. It's the reward of your humility. It's the reward of your service. It's the reward. Oh, come on, clap for yourself. It's the reward of your giving. And it's the reward of your hard work. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet in this building this morning. Lift up your two hands above your head. Begin to.